What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies to make your Amazon advertising life a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Um, as you can see on my screen, we created a decision tree to help you understand why your sales could be down for a product. I created this decision tree with my dear friend, Elizabeth Green from Jungler, uh, and we walk through some of our thoughts and decisions that you should analyze before you begin to optimize your PPC campaigns. You can get a copy of this, share with your team, uh, use it yourself uh, at the link in the description below as part of our big Google Sheet of Amazon optimization. Um, so we've, we're about 250 episodes in on this podcast and we've categorized and indexed our information so it's easy to access and you can just search for what you're looking for. Uh, this is logged under decision tree. So just go ahead and search that and you will find it. We walk through it. It's a great episode and I'll see you inside the Badger Den. Let's go. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits. Set placements too. Now bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my share of rocky ones, but I've got through. We are the PPC in my friend. Elizabeth Green from Florida. How are you doing, Elizabeth? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Happy to be back. Yes. What if, what if, what, what's new in the world of Elizabeth Green? What is new in the world? Um, personally, not much, which is good. I've got my, my personal life, my home life, pretty, pretty chill, pretty balanced with work. So I like that. How do you find balance as a busy entrepreneur, parent? How do you define balance? Um, that all things are well. There's no major conflicts, no annoyances, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so for those of you listening who don't know me personally, um, I have six children. So as you can imagine, uh, that creates a very robust home life. And uh, we also homeschool, which means the kids are home and around all of the time, which has been awesome. Um, and my oldest is set to turn 13 this year, which is totally weird. She is literally two inches shorter than me at this point. Wow. Which is bizarre. Like, I expected to become at some point the shortest one in the family, and I was resigned for that. I just didn't think I would start having people pass me at like mm -hmm. 13, 14. So, but here wow. we are. Uh, in their homeschool, do they have digital marketing class with Elizabeth? Not at this point. Uh, I've kind of messed around and tried to 
do spreadsheets with my husband. So current, which is not our part of our homeschool curriculum, uh, but the oldest two are currently into World of Warcraft. And my husband is teaching them the finer techniques of reselling via uh, the WoW auction. So that's real. That's real. That's a real skill, I think. Um, also, yes, I, f- I would love to teach a class of like, hey, kids, like you can visualize stuff in spreadsheets. Like mm-hmm. imagine you wanted to make a list, like what's a good tool to like make a list and list attributes about the different things and you can yeah. make, you can do it in a spreadsheet. No, they have uh, in their math, they have a lot of word problems, which is funny because I hated word problems growing up. But like that's what we deal a lot with is like varying data with like contextual calculations based on things. So that, that was it's really good to learn those things. But they Johnny all ask has for an help. Amazon store. Yeah, yeah, they'll ask for help, and I'm like, I have to like sit there and think. I'm like, oh, okay, wait, wait, this actually relates to what I do. Okay, so that's just how I think about it. So it's cool. Speaking about what you do, we're going to be talking about. This is a common question people get all the time. It's a common question. I hope nobody out there is asking. Yeah. But inevitably, it doesn't only go up. Your sales can't go up perpetually forever. Sometimes you got to figure out why sales are down. Um, so Elizabeth, I just shared my screen as somebody's watching this on, actually most podcast platforms have video these days. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can see this video. Uh, hopefully you don't do it while driving. Uh, so t- t- talk to us about the inception, uh, of what we're looking at here. Like wh- how this came up for you today, uh, this sort of flow chart, which talks about why sales are down. Yeah, no, I I love uh, being on the Ad Badger podcast and feel very privileged to be able to uh, come on here quite a few times because inevitably I get to talk about some sort of brainchild or thought or a thing that I'm personally working through that I think is valuable for my own team as I try and help them level up their skills or level up my own skills. And so that's really where this kind of came from. Um, so with what we do, like we hire very skilled and talented account managers, but, um, and I I mean, we all can work on leveling up our skills. Like I can as well. I'm sure like constant learning is something that we all should be uh, striving for. But with that, um, I've kind of come to view diagnosing these problems as this decision tree that we're kind of viewing on the screen now. And I've had account managers like, well, we'll walk through stuff. Or I think anyone who's kind of heading a team has had those conversations where someone's like, oh, I'm trying to figure out this problem. And so you'll sort of come in, help them diagnose, walk through, get to the end of the decision, um, which I do on occasion in certain of our accounts, like most of of the account managers will come in and it's been very helpful. Like they obviously provide the context. So it's not that they're not all over the account and understanding what's happening with like the market and the products and they can sort of provide input and feedback in that way. But how do you get to what you need to do? Because I think there's a couple different levels to it. One is just recognizing that sales are down. Like, are you even paying attention? So if you're paying attention, you might notice that sales are down. So then your question is first, why? But then the second question, which sometimes is a little bit more difficult to determine is what should I do about it? Because as we kind of get into this decision tree, oftentimes knee jerk reactions to sales is the ads. And don't get me wrong, like that, that is a huge piece of 
what happens with sales, oftentimes as goes the advertising, so goes the account, but there's other factors. And so the question when you're trying to figure out why is what are the factors? Do they involve ads? But then what what the heck am I supposed to be doing about it? Because it's one thing to know, but we all know that really when it comes to making changes, it's not about this like headspace and understanding. It's about then taking your headspace and understanding and outflowing that into some form of action. So I'm getting the question, not not a question for my team, but I, I had asked them like, okay, you know, if we were going to create some sort of internal training or project or initiative to really like really dig deep, what is something that you all would find valuable? And this was by far the most common answer is, hey, I would, I really want to get good at diagnosing these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times if somebody asks the question, why are my sales down? And then the next thing they ask is, what should I go change in my PPC account? You skipped a big middle portion of questions that you need to ask before you go into your PPC account and begin to make changes. Um, so this is sort of what this visualizes where, you know, if your sales are down for a product, the next thing you do should not be open up your PPC account and start bashing it with a hammer. Um, <laughs> there's a whole decision tree that you should think of and consider when your sales are down for a particular product. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at today. Uh, also, you mentioned, uh, yes, I've, many people are like, oh, man, I was listening to the Ad Badger show and I was able to send this to someone on my team and they just like started doing the thing, which is great. So this flowchart, uh, go get it. It's in the description. Uh, so basically, and we'll probably like, as we talk through this, we might want to customize and make edits to this live here as we go through this. So why are your sales down and check out sessions. So we're actually going into, you know, sessions, you can get this from business reports and you want to see if you're, sessions are down because if your sessions are down, then most likely your sales are down for your, on your PVC uh, for the product. And then you can begin to peel apart and well, why are my sessions down? Um, the first thing I, I know like we actually had some different ideas about like where our brains went, but to me, like if sales are down for a product, I want to find out if the search volume for like a portfolio of keywords is down uh, because if search volume is down, Maybe there's some seasonality. People just are searching for it less these days than they were in the past. Maybe it's uh, you know some kind of seasonality. Maybe it's a, a downtrend in the market, whatever it might be. I love knowing that as a first po- entry point in trying to understand why sales are down. And what I think is cool about that is it, is it, you know, there's different ways to get it. I think the product opportunity explorer is a pretty easy one. I think, uh, as the on Amazon tool, you can just go there and it'll tell you. And then you can actually like click into like the top products for that niche. Uh, You can see how many clicks the product opportunity Explorer says they got. It tells you the 30 day trend for those product clicks. Uh, It tells you the search trend for those individual keywords as well. So I like to just get a pulse on it. So if search volume is down, I generally say, hey, we should reconfigure our goals with the market. Uh, Meaning if the market shrank 10%, then what do we have to do with our PVC goals and our overall targets for that particular product? Um, So that's one thing I just love knowing before I go take action. 
is the search volume down? Are my sessions down? Uh, yeah. So I dig yeah. that. No, I mean, that's, that's like a great point. So when I'm sort of attacking these things, um, it's helpful for me to understand how do I calculate this number? Or are there base components that I can add up to calculate this number? That's why, um, again, I kind of call it the Amazon growth equation. It's, again, I completely get that it's sort of a clickbait title. It's but just my growth equation. Yeah, there you go. I just <laughs> no came deal. up with it. Mm -hmm. um, but it really, it's looking at sales through uh, the lens of a shopper funnel, right? So a lot of people say, oh, sales are down. So therefore, it has to be that ads aren't pushing traffic enough. So therefore, I should go and pump up my bids on my base keywords or like go look at that. That's where everyone's mind wants to go, which you might be making the right calls, but you might not be to your point of downturns in the search volume or the trends or the market trends, right? If all we're doing is pumping things at a point when there's just less search, which means there's probably more competition vying for less things that just causes an increase in the market value of those clicks, which means increase in cost per clicks and maybe we're unprofitable. So there's like all these things that can spiral out of control. If all you're doing is up, oh, here's the problem. Okay, I'm pretty sure this is the answer. Let me just go towards it. So I like to take an expanded look at the overall sales equation, which is essentially traffic, right? So how much traffic is getting to the listing of that traffic? How many of those people are purchasing? And of those people who are purchasing, how much do we make when somebody makes a purchase, which is average order value? Essentially, that's your sale price. But average order value is going to calculate uh, if you have multi purchases, most products will just be a one to one purchase. But a lot of products, even if you don't think you're having multi purchases, you might even have like 1.3. Um, uh, units per order, those kind of things. So you, you want to calculate like the true value of it. And so if you take a look at these numbers, but essentially take a look at these numbers over time, meaning what is the change trends in each of these? And you can kind of say, okay, sales are doing this. Wait, all of a sudden it's the sessions that are going down. Okay. That's the traffic thing, right? Um, oh wait, my unit session percentage is going down. Oh wait, it's a conversion rate thing. Or my average order value is going down, which might be like, like I lowered my price or put a bunch of aggressive coupons. And so therefore I'm making less per purchase. But if you, again, if you're just knee jerk reaction going over to the ads, well, unit session percentage might not be something that you should correct for in the ads because if your conversion rate's down and you simply push more so you're spending more on ads, most likely that's going to create increases in your A cost and your total A cost. So that might be something like you just want to you want to get very incremental and intentional in those cases. Which again, knee-jerk reactions can often make you one, you just even if you do make a change that like does something, you're like, great, I did something great. Um, maybe you just so happen to hit upon the one thing that was good, but can you then take that and replicate that in the next scenario where that might not be the right change to make? You're going to go keep hitting that one thing with the hammer when maybe it was right one time out of five, but the other four times you end up creating bigger issues. Mm -hmm. We just did a little analysis before this of one of my PPC accounts uh, and sales went up and it was actually like, uh, sales went up, but the only reason they went up was because there were just more people searching for it. So like if I went to go into my account and like begin to make changes, I'd think I was a genius when in actuality, <laughs> like literally people just searched more frequently for the 
the thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I love knowing that it's a, it's a useful piece of info. Um, other things that I like to look at over there on the, on the sort of the sessions, uh, you know, what are my sessions doing question? Uh, take a look at organic ranking. Um, mm -hmm. I can't tell you the amount of times it's like, it's, you should optimize your PPC way differently if you're like gaining organic rank versus losing organic rank. Mm -hmm. So I love asking that question like, well, what are, what are my key keywords doing for organic ranking? And that yeah. should inform PPC strategy. Um, how do you like to think about that? Like, let's say a customer, let, let's say, you know, for their top 10 organic keywords, highest search volume. Now all of a sudden they fell, you know, all of these top 10 were in the top four positions and now they're scattered between four and 10, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a huge difference in how you would approach the PPC in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Because then at that point, um, again, talking about just looking at ads in isolation and not taking into account everything else, um, you might be looking at your ads and saying like, oh, ACOS is maybe has an increase in trend or something. So maybe you've pulled back on ads due to the ACOS. But then if you looked at all of a sudden, oh, wait, my, my trends are down. We know uh, sessions, one thing that heavily affects it is ads because essentially ads are paying for traffic. So if I'm pulling back on the potential traffic and then that's causing the decrease in my sales, well, then I'm making the wrong moves. Even though, again, looking at the ads in isolation, I would say, okay, so a cost is high, therefore must optimize to bring a cost down, which means bringing down bids, potentially pausing things, adding negative keywords, which negative keywords you should probably add regardless if they're just wasting ad spend. But um, you, again, you're not, you're not making the right strategic moves because you're not looking at the entire picture. So what we're essentially arguing for in this sort of decision tree is, hey, you need to take the entire picture into account but the reason why we have this decision tree is we recognize for you to look at every single one of these data points on this chart is really labor intensive and doesn't always lead you to the correct conclusions because you're looking at everything. So in the argument for sort of this decision tree, it's go, okay, let's start at the top. Let's work our way down based on the things that we're finding. And then what we end up doing is sort of carving the path to the correct, again, action decision versus saying, oh, I looked at everything. Great. Okay. Oh, this is changing, but like cost per click changed a little bit, but this changed, but that, what would I do about it? You're going, okay, no, follow this very methodical laid out path to the end, you know, correct end conclusion with you can then be very certain this is the root change I should make if I want to try and help correct for that or account for it. Mm -hmm. Up next on this tree is looking at competitor sales trends. Uh, I love this too. Uh, you can you can sort of get some of this information from brand metrics uh, as well as the product opportunity explorer. Um, some of the some of the things I love doing is seeing is the sheer amount of competitors have they gone up? Uh, mm -hmm. I was just looking at year over year analysis for a particular customer, and like a year ago, there were, like a year ago compared to now, there were almost like two point two times more competitors wow. trying to go after the same thing. So not, and it and it was also colliding with seasonality. So not only were they going into a slower season but also there's like two times as many competitors. Mm -hmm. And that really should change how we approach it. 
uh, we've got into a whole thing of competitor analysis and strategy about what to do with these competitors. And it started conversations about price optimization and image optimization and title optimization and like where do they really fit in the market and like all this different stuff was fantastic. Um, so it would have been a completely missed opportunity if we just saw sales down and went straight to the PPC. It's like, oh, actually there's twice as many competitors now and a lot of them have much lower prices than we do. And a lot of them have, you know, a little bit better page optimization, you know, it just really useful information that leads to conversations like, oh, do we not even have a video for this product? Or, oh, you know, the product title isn't as optimized as it could be. Just makes PPC easier. So that was sort of the next step in this sort of decision tree about making sure we have a pulse and understand what the closest competitors are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. And then also looking at, you know, so if search volume is down, um, that kind of feeds into the competitor sales trends a little bit, um, because oftentimes we'll go and look at the top rank competitors on the searches that we're trying to rank for. Um, and if their sales are done, it's just it's a market trend. Um, it's not necessarily like obviously we don't want sales to decrease. But to your point, um, seasonality has a play in how the market reacts like on on amazon we don't we don't create demand now if you're doing external marketing you're creating demand but if you're simply talking about putting up a product on amazon advertising it on the specific platform you're simply harnessing the demand that's already there you're not mm -hmm. creating it so therefore you are you're simply playing with what the market's going to give you mm -hmm. right there's a there's a total market size that you mm -hmm. are hereby limited by um, so that's a lot of sessions down stuff, you know, looking at what the competitors are doing and all that good stuff. You know, we didn't write on our flow chart, but it might be a really interesting question. What if your, your sales are down and then you go and look at your sessions and the sessions are up? So if your sessions are up, but your mm -hmm. sales are down, that means there is some kind of unit session percentage fall. Like you got yeah. more sessions, but your sales went down. So your unit session percentage is next. Um, and something to look at. So when you are sort of thinking of this analysis, what's cool about this is that it's incorporating, you know, customer sessions and mm -hmm. looking at, you know, this is the closest thing we have to like a product um, conversion rate. Yeah. Um, and that sort of, that can kick off a conversation about on-page optimization. Yeah. Absolutely. And like uh, you drew a point from um, on-page optimization to competitor analysis um, because it really, so I have a, a video I recorded that's coming out in a little bit talking about kind of the shopper sales or the sales funnel and how what pieces can you optimize. And one of them is conversion rates um, or click-through rates. And then also talking about, hey, a lot of people will look at their main image, like, oh, my main image is great, or my title is great, or my price point is great, you know, because it's it's something that I've determined works well for me. So I completely, I completely sympathize between sellers needing to, you know, have a low enough price that the market will, you know, want to purchase your product, but also you're balancing that with profitability. So, I mean, I can really get like cost of goods or shipping going up and that really hurting and you needing to change pricing. Um, that being said, 
there are some sellers who don't take a very frank look at what the market um, is requiring. So for instance, if you are doing listing optimization, oftentimes all you're looking at is your listing, right? So you're opening up your listing page, you're going, oh, my main images are great. You know, here's the the price point that I've determined in relation to, you know, how good my images are. And don't get me wrong, if you spend the time and it takes time and it takes understanding your shopper base, you can become the premium product in a space. Providing that particular market gives a crap about having a premium option. There are certain people, you know, depending on the market, depends on how many people are willing for that upsell. You can be done. But to do that requires very sophisticated understanding of the market and a heck of a good listing. You can't have a listing that's just a little bit better. It has to scream, I am worth this 10 extra dollars. Like I said, it can be done. I've seen sellers do it. But it's not, it, it's constant iteration, it's constant innovation. And it's taking a look not just at your listing. So you don't want to only open up your listing and say, where can I improve? You want to go search your top keywords. You want to look at your product on, you know, maybe you're running product targeting ads on a top competitor. Look at your product in that carousel. Is there something that would even make someone click on it? I know your eye goes to it because this is your product. Look at it in the C. Look at it. How shopper, what is the context that a shopper is going to run across your product? And in that context, how appealing is your product? And if you're willing to make a very hard and frank look at this, you're going to come up with solutions and innovations and listing optimizations that you might not have seen otherwise if you're like, oh, no, only opening up my listing. It's really good. It might be good, but is it good in context? And that's what you probably should ask yourself. Hmm. And then we can sort of slide into PPC stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so understanding what the competitors are doing, understanding what your organic rank is doing, understanding what the overall search demand is for your niche, getting a good understanding of that, taking a look at your on-page optimization to just get more conversions from the traffic you do have, then we can slide into advertising spend for the product mm -hmm. and just sort of overall PPC metrics. And then, you know, you ask yourself, well, what are the components of advertising spend? Like, what are the, what are the components of how much I spend? It's like, okay, what is my CPC doing? What are my clicks doing? Uh, how many impressions am I capturing? Uh, and then I love looking at search term impression share. You know, what was my average search term impression share month one versus month two that I just lose a whole bunch of impression share. Sponsored Brands has a benchmark report where you can see how you're doing versus competition for your PVC. Brand metrics isn't on the screen, but brand metrics can give you a, a pulse of all of this. So you can just sort of, what we're looking for is like what happened to the mm -hmm. PPC stuff over month one versus month two to lead to a sales decrease. And it begins to kick off a lot of questions like, you know, did CPCs go up? Did they go down? Where do they go up or down? And that leads you to basically you want to pinpoint what to do. Um, you, you don't want to go in with a sledgehammer and just start bashing up the, bashing up the kitchen. You want to be like very precise and, and specific and find where the big movements, where, the, where are the levers that you need to pull on to make sales go up? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. To your point. And the reason why we put spend on here is we're not saying that advertising does not have or cannot have a significant impact on your sales. And as we said before, you're advertising, essentially, you're paying for traffic. So if you're looking at sessions coming down, it makes sense to factor in the advertising spend, right? Because you go, okay, I'm getting less traffic. Am I paying less because you're paying for clicks? So essentially, you're paying for that traffic. So you're saying, am I just spending less on this? Maybe it's that I significantly optimized and I didn't realize I optimized things that were adding quite a bit to my traffic flows. So then the question is just like, is this go up? Is this go down? What are my trends? And then we're saying you can break down the advertising spend into these other factors, very similar to how we broke down sales into like, okay, it's a factor of traffic, how much traffic's converting, et cetera. You can do the exact same with spend. So I like looking at spend in a factor of uh, cost per clicks because again, looking at what numbers can I use to calculate this number that I'm trying to figure out why something changed, I can take cost per clicks and I can multiply it by clicks. And that's essentially going to give you your ad spend. So then the question is, did I have a change in cost per clicks? So if your cost per clicks, and again, these are going to be averages, but our averages are going to lead us to the correct answer, which is why we're starting. We're not going, oh, did the cost per click change on these five keywords? They might have an impact or they might not, just depends. But I can look at my averages and go, oh, wait, my cost per clicks like significantly dropped. Like maybe I had like a 10 or 15 cent. Again, this is on average. We're talking like the majority of the account. If I had like a very significant drop in cost per clicks, I could say, okay, well, why would I have a significant drop? Most likely it's because we did some aggressive optimizing on things. So then that would be, okay, where did I aggressively optimize? But there are certain times, like, so for instance, there were some of our accounts that had a very significant increase on Prime Day, right? Um, so jump and spend, obviously, which is to be expected. But the question was when I was trying to go through, cause there was a couple of accounts I'm like diagnosing, okay, what was our strategies? And you know, what were we running on these accounts? One of the things that I looked for when I was trying to see, okay, what changes caused the increase in the spend, it was a function. So what we have a graph that we use, we have an analytics tool called KPOC. And I'm um, again, you can do this in your, um, ad console as well, but you would overlay the cost per click trends with your click trends. And it's like, what, which of these had the greatest spike or maybe decrease? And I said, oh, okay, so actually cost per clicks remain steady, which means for most of our accounts, we didn't significantly increase bids on things. But what happened is that there was such an influx of traffic. So then I could say, okay, so if it was clicks, is it like that we got more impressions? Did like that go up? Okay, yeah, it was an impression thing. So we had a very huge spike in search traffic, which then caused higher percentage, you know, more clicks, which that's why that caused the spend increase. So if oftentimes what'll happen is if someone sees a spend increase of like, oh my goodness, you went and increased and you got super aggressive. Yeah, that can happen. Like if someone went in and like put a major bid on like a top keyword, Amazon will spend it. That could create a cost or increase in spend, but it also could just be a traffic increase which is essentially what happened to most people on Prime Day. It wasn't even that they they got super aggressive with stuff. Um, it's just more inflow. And so by looking at, again, kind of these base pieces, I can go, okay, did I super optimize or do I have more clicks? And if it's more clicks, then it's either there's more traffic or sometimes it's I added a whole bunch of new campaigns. So I have majority of things to get clicked on. And you can start, again, going down that rabbit hole. But you can see how like, 
going down these rabbit holes in a very specific and systematic way allows you to just kind of get to the actual root cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. So I think, you know, we've been talking about this for 30 minutes now. And I think <laughs> like when sales are down, it's a result of either the market is down, your organic sales are down, your PPCs are, PPC sales are down. And then why are those things down? You know, sometimes it's a competitor wedging themselves into the market uh, and you might need to revitalize some on-page optimization to boost CTR and boost conversion rate. You might want to go visit your PPC campaigns. I would actually say even still today in 2023, a lot of times like if sales are down, one of the easy antidotes is, and this is this is semi-temporary because you still want to address the existing campaigns. But I would still say even today in twenty in like, you know, midway through 2023, a lot of people just need to launch more campaigns, like more campaign types. I can't tell you the amount of accounts that like, you know, aren't running sponsored brands to the de- degree of seriousness that they should be. Really simple stuff. Like, let me launch that. Or launching new keyword and targeting strategy types. Like, okay, I'm going to go after brand defense. I'm going to go after uh, competitor targeting. I'm going to go after like top of funnel general keywords. I'm going to go after like increased keyword diversity of campaigns. A lot of people do that. Um, So yeah, so I, I think in general, not understanding these market forces and like not understanding like where changes happen so you can go and investigate where a drop occurred, I think are, I think that's like part of the difference between like an advanced marketer versus a Mm -hmm. newer one who like just wants to go look at the SOP and then like, what's the problem with the SOP? Well, it's not taking into a lot of the, the care and thought of like all these different things that go into it. Um, do you think we missed anything on this chart? Like as you look at this flow chart, like I'm sure we did. Does anything come to mind like that we could add more in the at the buzzer um, here? No, I think this is pretty good. I think the only piece I might add to this, um, and I don't know if we need to add it to the flow chart necessarily, but when diagnosing changes in the ads, how we were talking about, okay you know, getting from what happened to like, what action steps do I take? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm diagnosing a change in spend, I like to figure out where uh, is that data point the highest in the account? Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, if I was diagnosing, uh, again, increase in spend, right? I would say, okay, what are my highest spending uh, campaigns. And this is actually super easy. I do it in campaign manager. You don't even have to have a tool. It's, it's, you can see on the graph where the change kind of spiked. Like you can kind of see the point of origin. So you take date ranges before date ranges after you open them up in two browsers and you sort by spend. So if I'm diagnosing spend, I'm sorting, I'm sorting, right? Then I compare those two date ranges and I say, okay, I mean, this is really easy. So we did it in one account. My account manager was like, I can't figure out like all of a sudden spend like dropped overnight. I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, point of origin. I set the two date ranges, sort by spend, sort by spend. Wait, prior to these three campaigns had significant ad spend. If we look at prior post dates, none of these campaigns are within the top. So therefore it's isolated to these campaigns. Let's go diagnose. So we went into the campaign. We're like, oh, 
this product all of a sudden became ineligible. And so therefore, that's why the campaign stopped. You know, it could have been bids. Oh, wait, looking at the history top, we drop it. But we know we know where to look. And because we've gone down the decision tree and we know it's isolated to spend, we can be very confident when we look at the campaigns and we look at those in order of spend that that's the right place to look, which can lead you to some very significant conclusions. So in the case of the product going out of stock, there's literally nothing we could do about it. But now we're not going, oh my gosh, sales are down because spend is down and freaking out as if there was some sort of thing that we need to do about it. No, what we need to do is probably pause those campaigns for now, wait for the product to go back in stock, notify the client that we are seeing these kind of things, and then move on and wait for the stock to come in. But we're not going to be going through like, spend is down, sales are down, let's increase all the bids on the things that don't need bid increases because those products are running just fine. Measure twice, cut once Yep. as it goes. Find that, really, really be confident you know what's going on and then where to go take action and then take that action. Um, so hopefully today we've created more careful and cautious marketers. Elizabeth yes. from Jungler, thank you so much for coming on the show. People can find you all over the internet, whether it be on YouTube or LinkedIn. Uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Always enjoy it. Hey there. Thanks for making it to the end of the show. As you can see on my screen, this is AdBadger's software tool that we use to optimize Amazon PPC campaigns that you can go and check out at the link in the description. Uh, we would love to personally show you around, uh, answer questions, hear your feedback. Uh, we're really proud of the tool that we built over the last few years. Uh, we've been working on it since 2017, and I do believe that it gets better quarter after quarter, month over month. We're constantly adding and upgrading and improving it. Um, so you can head over to the link in the description, sign up for a demo of our tool, and you can get all kinds of things like nightly advanced bid optimizations, a algorithm that I've worked on personally for years that I'm really proud of. So go ahead, check it out. Badger's bite, but we don't. And I'll see you inside the Badger Den.